1: This is Seven
3: News with Ann Sanders.
1: Good morning. Victoria's COVID crisis has claimed another life. Grim news as the state hits another day of triple-digit cases. Let's go to Blake Johnson right now. Blake, good morning to you. We've just had a briefing from Premier Daniel Andrews there,
4: and he has updated the figures. And it's another big day of case numbers: 238 overnight. And one more person has been killed by coronavirus, this time a woman in her 90s. There is a small piece of good news here. The Premier says there are fewer people moving around the state of late. There had been concerns that this second lockdown wasn't being taken as seriously as the first. But the concern is the growing number of people in hospital. It's now 27 in intensive care, 105 in hospital all up. We are not immediately looking at stage four restrictions, but the Premier says they are possible.
3: If however people do not do the right thing then we will have to move to additional, additional uh, restrictions being put in place uh, and we will have to potentially uh, prolong uh, the period where those
4: restrictions are in place. 85,000 vehicles have now been pulled over at checkpoints, 151 infringements to people who are not complying with the restrictions. Last week in the city there was a party at a short stay apartment 10 people were fined police were called back there a few hours later and found 24 people and we've seen KFC involved in another example a person at a KFC store allegedly refused to leave so police had to be called and just last night 10 mates sitting around a heater out on the street drinking and they were all fined so and police have certainly found plenty of examples of people putting themselves above the law and not helping us come out of this lockdown
1: Blake Johnson live in Melbourne thank you Blake the Prime Minister has this morning confirmed the COVID strain now spreading in New South Wales has come from Victoria. Let's go to Robert of in the hotspot of Campbelltown in Sydney south-west. Rob, the Health Minister's just announced 13 new cases, 10 of them community transmission and more venues affected.
0: Yeah, correct, and it's not at all good news. For the past month or so, New South Wales has pretty well recorded zero community transmissions, only ever captured in quarantine coming into the country. Now, 13 have been identified in the past 24 hours, 10 of those in the community. Uh, there have been a number of venues, including the Wests Leagues Club here at Campbelltown behind me, that have been identified as locations where people from that original cluster, where the number is now 34 at the crossroads at Casula have gone on to visit, so We've got West Leagues uh, Club here. MacArthur Tavern also, not far from here as well, has also shut its doors. We have heard uh, statements from West Leagues and MacArthur this morning uh, saying that the the clubs are being uh, spick and span. They are being scrubbed to World's Best Practice before reopening at midday and 3.30. What the clubs have not answered, however, is whether any of the staff in the past three or four days who were working when those COVID uh, cases uh, came in whether they are still working here. So we will be seeking answers from the clubs throughout the day. In addition, you've got Woolworths Roll, YMCA Reevesby announced today, a pizza restaurant in Belfield, a man initially from Katoomba, the Tarmor Pharmacy, Kmart, Kasula and Planet Fitness Gym, which have all been uh, uh, shrouded by COVID. The Planet Fitness Gym at kasula is of particular concern because that is a fresh outbreak. One person who went from uh, the crossroads went there and two subsequent cases have contacted it who didn't go to the crossroads but got it from Planet Fitness. This is a world pandemic. It's a one in 100 year event. So you can expect that we will have transmission um, from time to time and that's just the way it is. We've got to accept that this is the new world order.
1: Rob, we've seen a huge rush on testing across New South Wales. What's it like this morning?
0: thousands and thousands of tests being done and that's a really testament as Brad Hazard said a short time ago to the people of New South Wales who don't necessarily show any symptoms but are getting their tests yesterday we saw queues of up to 8 hours which is quite extraordinary some people even turned away and more and more pop up clinics are uh, happening around specifically the southwest a couple more one popping up in Mossvale in the Southern Highlands tomorrow another at Barrow and uh, Brad Hazard also mentioned that for those people not wanting to queue for eight hours. More and more pop-up clinics are being shown. There are also clinics at uh, the southwestern major hospitals, such as Campbelltown, Liverpool, Fairfield too. And uh, the government and health authorities are urging anybody who has even the slightest suspicion to come forward for testing just to make sure. And
1: Robert Avadia in Sydney. Thank you, Rob. Traffic has backed up for kilometres on Queensland's southern border as police check every car with New South Wales plates Amelia Adam is at Coolangatta. Hello, Amelia. How's it looking at the moment? Good morning, And
0: Traffic is building here at the border again. Motorists tell us this morning it's been about an hour wait, but it was really yesterday afternoon that we saw the worst traffic we've seen since the border reopened. Cars were lined up for eight kilometres to get through that border checkpoint um, at the highway. And that is because police have been told to check all New South Wales registered vehicles to check if those people have been to those new hotspots of Campbelltown or Liverpool. If they have, they are turned around. So far, since midday yesterday, when this all started, police have turned around 35 people and another couple at the airport as well. We did speak to police just moments ago. They advised, if you don't have to cross the border, don't. If you do, please pack your patience.
1: Amelia Adam reporting. Thank you, Amelia. Prime Minister Morrison has ruled out pursuing a so-called eradication strategy, saying a total lockdown of the country will cripple the economy and double unemployment. Seven News political reporter Jennifer Beshwadi joins me now from Canberra. Jen, good morning to you. The PM says what we're doing now is working.
2: Yeah, that's right, And He said that the slow reopening of the economy, with the social distancing practices still in place, is the right path to take, and effectively said that a total lockdown would do more harm than good. And that's the argument put by some at the moment, that Australia should move to a total eradication strategy rather than just suppressing the virus. But the Prime Minister today rejected that, saying most of our cases come from overseas and there's always going to be a connection between Australia and the rest of the of the country. In other words, there's going to be new cases of the virus, but that doesn't mean we have to start shutting everything down again. He was speaking on radio in Melbourne this morning.
4: You don't just shut the whole country down, because that is not sustainable. I've heard that argument. Um, there'd be You'd be doubling unemployment, potentially, and even worse. Um, the, the, the cure would be worse um, than um, what arguably wouldn't be delivered anyway.
2: Nonetheless, the Prime Minister did say now's not the time to be complacent. Yes, we're doing better than most countries. Yes, most of our cases are mild. But what we're seeing in the United States and in other countries, those tens of thousands of deaths could still happen here. So the Prime Minister
1: is urging everyone to still be on high alert. All right, Jen Beshwadi in Canberra. Thank you very much, Jen. A search has resumed for a surfer feared missing off Coogee Beach in Sydney's east. Police were told a man on a long blue surfboard appeared to be in difficulties battling the waves during a big swell late yesterday. Authorities reviewed CCTV footage that showed seven surfers were in the water at around 5pm but only six made it back to shore. But police say it's possible the surfer left the beach by another exit. Buckingham Palace claims letters surrounding the Whitlam dismissal prove the Queen wasn't involved. It comes after correspondence between the Governor-General and the Palace was finally released to the public yesterday. Hugh Whitfeld has more.
5: A remarkable statement from Buckingham Palace that goes to show that the Royal Household is not amused that these letters have been released at all. Clearly concerned about a precedent that may be set for private communications involving the Queen and her staff to be made public but the palace also does believe that the letters show that Her Majesty is in the clear when it comes to the Whitlam dismissal releasing a statement saying in part that neither Her Majesty nor the royal household had any part to play in Kerr's decision to dismiss Whitlam. The letters are largely between the Queen's private secretary Martin Chartres and then governor-general Sir John Kerr and appear to create a paper trail suggesting that the palace didn't know that Sir John was going to sack Gough Whitlam and his government, but they also do show that the private secretary to the Queen, and therefore the Queen, was advising the Governor-General at the time about his reserve powers, giving him the ability to sack an Australian government, and royal experts are divided as to whether the palace did the right thing.
4: And I suspect that people will try to misunderstand the interest that the Queen takes for their own political uh, purposes now that they read these letters.
5: Royal Insiders uh, telling uh, Seven News that there is a degree of concern within the palace that these letters and their release will give a boost to republicanism
1: in Australia. A documentary maker is recovering in hospital after being attacked while swimming off Fitzroy Island in far north Queensland. The 29-year-old was bitten on the leg, sustaining a possible fractured ankle. A doctor was among those who treated her before she was airlifted to Cairns Hospital. The woman told paramedics it was a shark. Others on the island, however, believe it may have been a giant trevally or other large fish. A judge has ordered Jeffrey Epstein's former girlfriend to stay behind bars until her trial, accused of recruiting girls for his sex trafficking ring. Ghislaine Maxwell pleaded not guilty to the charges, but the court heard she was too much of a flight risk to be released on bail. US correspondent Paul Kadak reports.
3: Good morning, Anne. The longtime British socialite looked very different today as she faced court from her Brooklyn prison via video link. The 58-year-old responding, not guilty, Your Honour, to the charges she helped Jeffrey Epstein recruit girls as young as 14 years old for sexual abuse. Maxwell's lawyers pushed for her release to house arrest in a Manhattan hotel on $5 million bail, saying she would surrender her passports. But prosecutors argued her wealth and overseas connections made her a significant flight risk. Prosecutor Alison Moe saying she has the ability and willingness to live off the grid indefinitely. There are no conditions that can regularly ensure her return to court. We also heard from Maxwell's accusers. In a statement, one said, Without Ghislaine, Jeffrey could not have done what he did. Her sole purpose is self-preservation. I have great fear that she would harm me. Another, Annie Farmer, who says she met Maxwell when she was 16, testified, She is a sexual predator who groomed and abused me. The judge agreed Maxwell was a major flight risk, given she faces up to 35 years jail if convicted, her millions of dollars and, quote, extraordinary capacity to avoid detection, denying her bail.
2: We certainly hope that the correctional officers uh, will do a better job uh, protecting Ms. Maxwell than they did uh, in reference to Jeffrey Epstein's...
3: Ghislaine Maxwell will stay behind bars until her trial set for July next year. And.
1: Thanks, Paul. In developing news out of the United States, lawyers for George Floyd have announced they'll be filing a civil lawsuit against the city of Minneapolis and police officers on behalf of his family. Mr Floyd's death with an officer's knee on the back of his neck ignited protests and riots across America. Lawyers will formally make the announcement tomorrow. A huge fire has erupted at an oil pipeline in Egypt. Thick plumes of smoke rose into the air near a highway on the outskirts of Cairo. About two dozen cars are believed to have been engulfed by the flames. The pipeline has now been shut down. At least 17 people were injured. France has marked its national day. The pandemic meant it was different to previous years as soldiers spaced out for their annual Bastille Day military parade. Spectators were banned from the Champs-Élysées due to COVID restrictions. They were still given a show from home with an Air Force fly-past above Paris. The Australian share market is rising today after a disappointing performance over the past week. Network Finance Senator Gemma Acton joins us now. Hello Gemma. Hi Anne. It's been a bumpy ride for investors. Yes Anne, the ASX200 hasn't managed to close above
2: 6,000 points for over a week now but that could change today. Overnight Wall Street brushed off rising concerns over the pandemic spread and instead focused on the hope of more stimulus and reported progress on a vaccine. That hope has carried through to investors here with the SpaceX 200 jumping by more than 1%. But this comes as Westpac's latest consumer sentiment survey showed another drop in July following the latest spike in COVID 19 cases. After a more upbeat June, confidence
1: has sagged back to the weaker levels last seen in May. Anne. Gemma Acton reporting, thank you, Gemma. A cute Gold Coast resident had a brush with the long arm of the law overnight. Police found the little male koala trying to cross a busy road at Burley Heads. Inspector Karen Shaw tried to give him a move on direction, but he refused. So the little fellow was taken into custody, bundled into the patrol car and taken to Kurumban Wildlife Hospital. We're told he had nothing to declare.